0: This is Chris, hope you're doing well, and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance in about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I'm sure you've probably received a large, unexpected medical bill in the mail. It is never fun, and almost always way more than you ever expected it would be. And this happens far too often and is a massive financial burden, which is why healthcare has become a financial topic instead of solely a personal health topic. And this is why today we're going to dive into an area that I've wanted to cover for a while now, and that is medical bill negotiation. If you're like me and you spend way too much time on TikTok, you've probably seen today's guest pop up on your screen. Her name is Christy Snodgrass, and she goes by Christy PRN on TikTok. So Christy, welcome to the podcast and thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, Chris. I'm happy to be here.
0: If you haven't had the pleasure of watching some of Christy's work, she is the founder of healthcarereform.org. She spent years working in the healthcare field as an RN, and she's just an amazing advocate. So Christy, I wanted to know, how did you decide that you were going to just start teaching all of us regular people what's going on behind the scenes?
1: Yeah. Well, just a brief background. I worked in oncology, which is cancer care. And as most of us know, cancer treatment is extremely, extremely expensive, especially if your insurance does not cover it. So as I was working in oncology, I saw many of my patients go into just crippling debt all to just stay alive. So I ended up transitioning my career into a more administrative role that dealt with the reimbursement systems of the hospitals and you know how that worked. And once I figured out how it worked, I was extremely surprised that I as a nurse and, and most healthcare workers didn't know any of how the reimbursement system works. And more importantly, patients don't know how it works. So I, I ended up leaving my job to uh, educate the world on what's going on.
0: I think part of your popularity, other than the fact that you're just very good at breaking these topics down, is that we none of us know what's going on. Like we're, we're just all completely clueless when it comes to our healthcare system and how we should be charged and how we should navigate all of this stuff. And you did this amazing video on negotiating medical bills, and you had these the six steps that you outlined. I watched it several times, because so I was just like, I, I didn't know any of this. Didn't know I could do any of these things to try to help with the cost of my medical care. So if you wouldn't mind, could you kind of walk us through how you approach negotiating medical bills?
1: Yeah. So most people, when they get a medical bill, they look at it, they see this astronomical cost, and then they just say like, either I can't pay this. I'm just going to let it go to collections because there's no way I'm ever going to be able to pay this, or I'm going to call the hospital and get on a payment plan. And people need to know that there are other options. Usually when you get a medical bill, number one, it's not typically accurate. So they have done studies where medical bills, up to 80% of them have billing errors. So they are not billed correctly, which is wild because could you imagine going into any other store and 80% of the time you're charged incorrectly? Like that store would be charged, they'd be shut down in a second, right? But for hospitals, it's very, very common that they are billed incorrectly. And number two, they have programs for specific populations of people that allow you to get free or reduced care as mandated by the government. So a lot of people don't know. So let's just walk through what you need to do. And number one is that you need to apply for charity care. So every nonprofit hospital in the United States is required to provide charity care for low income patients. Now, when I say that I want to add caveats to it, because a lot of people say, you know, I have a decent income. I'm never going to qualify for that. Like I'm not, I'm not that poor. Right. Yeah. So they end up not applying for charity care and they don't understand that many hospitals will tier charity care. So usually 200% of the federal poverty line or below you get your bill completely wiped out. You don't have to pay anything. If you do have to pay something, it's an extremely small amount, but then hospitals tier reductions in your bill up to like five hundred percent. So let's say a family of four making less than fifty-three thousand a year, they're gonna get their bill completely wiped out. And what?
0: then really that high.
1: That high, because that's two hundred percent of the the federal poverty line. And that's what most hospitals do. Now there's also another caveat here that says that hospitals kind of get to make up their own rules. So some yeah, of them must are less generous than others, but yeah, I have seen it go. I mean, patients making hundred thousand dollars a year, I have seen them. You know, depending on their family size, get large portions of their bill reduced. So that's the number one thing that I tell people: like, if you went to a nonprofit hospital, which most hospitals are a nonprofit, apply for charity care first. And there are different ways to do that. You can go straight through the hospital, but sometimes, you know. They're, they're not uh, too receptive of it. They'll try to put you on a payment plan. <laughs> sure. There's also a free organization called dollar four and they will, you know, hold the hospital accountable for you. They'll submit your charity care application and follow up and make sure that the hospital is doing what they're supposed to do. So that's that's number one.
0: Oh, Christy, um, I want to ask you just a quick follow up question mm-hmm. on that. Is this only regards to like things you would need to, I guess, check into the hospital for? Or would this be like if your doctor is at the hospital and you get like, you know, routine things done?
1: So as long as it is attached to the hospital, you can apply. They don't always have to do it for outpatient services. So if you just went into the hospital to get like an x-ray or to see a doctor, they don't always have to do it for that. But anytime that you are admitted to the hospital or in their ER, you can apply for charity care you have 240 days. So almost eight months pass when they build you to apply for charity care. So I know some people will come to me and say, Hey, you know, I'm already in collections. How do I pay this? And I'm like, did you apply for charity care? And they're like, well, no, I'm, I'm in collections already. It doesn't matter if it is eight months from your first bill, you can still apply for charity care. Next, if you don't qualify for charity care, ask for an itemized bill. And what that bill is going to do is going to break down the charges because when you get the bill in the mail, it's just the total, right? You're just seeing that huge number and it doesn't explain any further than that. So have them break it down by descriptions and codes, which is going to be a little bit overwhelming, but I'll tell you how to get through that. So when they break it down, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to check for errors. And like I said, 80% of hospital bills have errors. So that means that they charge you for something that you know you didn't get, or they charged you for three of something when you only got one. And you're just going to have to kind of go through and look and say, did I get that? Didn't I get that? How many of those did I get? And make sure that you're being charged appropriately. And if you are charged for something that you know you didn't get, or you, you know, they're saying that you got more than what you did. You need to make a note of that and follow up with the hospital and say, Hey, I didn't get this. You're, you're charging me fraudulently. So the next part of that is once you get down to, okay, these are the services that I actually got. You can actually check what is a fair price for those services, because the biggest issue we have with hospitals is price gouging. Cause you know, when you come in and, and your your options are to, you know, sign a financial consent or die, you're gonna find, you're gonna sign yeah. your financial <laughs> consent, right? And so they're yeah, gonna pretty walk much, away. Exactly. So they're pretty much they can charge you whatever they want according to them, but that's not actually how it works. So when you check a fair price, there is a website called fairhealthconsumer.org. And what you can do is you can go type in the procedures that you got, and it will show you the average price for that procedure in your area. So it takes into account that, you know, different counties charge different things. So you're going to look at that average price and you're going to write it down and compare it to the price that you are actually charged. And most of the time, the price that comes on your itemized bill is going to be way higher than what the average price is. Wow.
0: Well, I... I never would have been, you could have given me a million opportunities to try to guess what I (laughs) should do. And I would have never thought, oh, I can go look up the price and then compare. Cause you just assume that, well, the hospital billed me, this is how much it costs, right? Like you think it's like thinking of like, if I go to the store, the grocery store, and they say that this loaf of bread is, you know, $4, I'm not going to be like, are you sure this is $4? (laughs) Let me go check the website. You know, so you wouldn't, Your mind, you're not even built to question these charges in this way. So this is like, I'm just fascinated right now.
1: Oh, exactly. And, and you're exactly right. Because when you go to any other store, you know, you see those prices up front. So you could see at Walmart or at, you know, another grocery store that bread is pretty much $4, no matter where you go. Right. You could see, you could compare the prices, but since hospitals don't have to, well, they do now, but since hospitals historically have not had to show their prices up front, They can charge whatever they want because you have no point of reference. Go to Fair Health Consumer, check what the fair price is, write it down and see how that compares to the price that you were charged.
0: We popped all the popcorn that we have time for today. So we'll be back on Thursday where Chrissy will finish her discussion on how she negotiates medical bills. But if in the meantime, you have any questions that you want to send my way, you can always reach out to me via email. Just send me a message to questions at popcornfinance.com or just come join me on Instagram. Just look for Popcorn Finance Podcast. And I think of a quick little, you know, I guess public service announcement. Because Instagram is having a major issue with fake accounts. If any of you follow me on Instagram, you've probably been followed by multiple fake accounts that are just impersonating me. So be very cautious when you go to find me. Make sure the spelling is correct. Because what they're doing is they're just copying everything off of my profile and then just slightly misspelling my username. So, you know, there'll be too many I's or they'll leave out the T or something like that. So specifically, make sure you're looking for popcorn finance podcast all one word no weird misspellings or anything like that and you'll find me there but as always i appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn hope you have an amazing rest of your week and i'll talk to you again soon on thursday yeah boy keep it popping like mary poppins